That's because, a pretty bold statement saying you could have played pro. Because I fucking, I'm, I know I could have. I could have done a lot of shit different, dude. I, I fucking trained with Olympic athletes and shit. I was training to be a decathlete. I trained with fucking Who Olympic coaches. Who the fuck coaches. am I sitting here with? I don't know. Me? <laughs> what? I could have done a lot of shit different, man. I just chose the life I live. I'm a fucking stoner. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 154, October 6th, 2019, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. We've got another long show for you. Mark Hubbard comes to the studio. Join us to continue our conversation. OG Alaskan grower. Not originally. I think he said Montana. Got to North Dakota. Alaska. My whole intention in meeting up with Mark was to continue off where we left last time. Legal cannabis in Alaska has just started. But Mark and I sat down, started token, conversation went off in a different direction. Grab your favorite pipe, favorite rig, favorite jay, sit back, enjoy a conversation between two friends. Also, wanted to thank token sponsors, Green Dreams Cultivation, Prison Farms, longtime sponsors, Aurora Apothecary, Dab Lab AK, Closing Doors, October is the last month, go down and see them. 40% off the whole shop, I understand. I got myself a nice little dragon egg, little mini dad rig myself. Go down, say hi to Gary, wish him luck and what's coming. I understand he's going to get himself into the game as well. Chena Cannabis, longtime supporter. I hope that construction is getting fixed up for them because, man, I know they've been having tough times. Then get robbed, go give some Chena Cannabis some support. Love you guys at Chena Cannabis. And... New flagship sponsor, Alaskan Blooms. We're going to be hearing a lot more from them. Lead cultivator, Mark Hubbard, the show. But first, let's check in with Marcy Luther. She's got to tell you a little bit about Alaskan Blooms in the month of October. Here's Token. Where you at? How back at Alaskan Blooms. What are you doing? Packages, packages for Alaskan Blooms Retail. The finest cannabis at the lowest prices in the state. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Arvilla Street, Fairbanks. AlaskanBlooms.com. Alaskan Blooms Retail. We got this. We got this. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. But there are some new strains in the store this week. There's Elysium and Snow Monsters back. I think they have that one for a discounted eight. We've got Citrique back, Durban. Durban's an amazing. Everybody thinks we're talking about Durban poison, but this is not the same thing. How's it different? It's, well, it's different genetics. Our Durban is from Sensi Seeds. It's still a sativa, but it's just so much flavor and it doesn't taste kind of like an anise or an herb. It's a real sour, fruity, it's real pungent. Is there any connection at all to Durban poison? I mean, I think that they must be like cousins or something. I just know that our particular Durban, it comes from Sensi Seeds. Like one of our staff actually went to Amsterdam. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nice. 
Right, you know, so that's really cool. Ooh, a new one, new girl on the block. We've got Tangy Banana. I'm excited about that one. The smell is sort of like a Honey Nut Cheerios. It's real sweet and you can definitely detect a little nuttiness, but the flavor of the smoke is just like loud citrus. It's just sharp and it's right there and it's lots of oils. I I'm really, really love it. anything banana. Yeah, I think you'll really love it. And it's just the flavor is definitely there and the smell is definitely there. And they're both really distinctive. I really like that strain. I heard uh, Mark was talking about it and he said it's from Crockett's. They put out some good uh, genetics, that's for sure. And then we've got Bubblegum Kush back. That's in our value spot. Our $200 ounce, I believe. And Silver OG. Clemda. Mm, I love Silver OG. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Ones. And then that's... Lemon Pound Cake. Mm-hmm. Bust off side. <laughs> right? <laughs> Those are both just like good go-to sativas. And what I like about... so good. Yeah. I mean, the smell and the taste, again, distinctive. But what I really like about the um, Silver OG is just it's it's a sativa. So you've got all that like, oh, wow, I feel really great. I could go do something. But it doesn't make me paranoid. Hmm. It doesn't make me wig out, you know, like some sativas do. So, yeah, I feel like I can trust Silver OG. I'm back to sativas. I thought I was a sativa guy in the beginning and then I've fallen into indica. And then Silver OG and Lemon Pound Cake have brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go through waves of it too. You know, and it depends on my anxiety level, I think, right. you know. And I see you have uh, Northern Lights. Do you have Northern Lights down there? We do, by Frizen Farms. Right. Or actually that one, they both grow it. We have Warner Brothers in-house too. Nice. And I think the one that's in the case is actually the Warner Brothers. So I've seen Green Dreams Cultivation, Warner Brothers, Frizen Farms, Alaskan Blooms, of course. Other cultivators? Oh, did you say Frozen North Farms? No, how do I miss Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's because they're our, hiding the names of their herbs. <laughs> right? <laughs> our, deal, our dear hippie would be devastated if he was forgotten. But yeah, we've got Frozen North Farms in-house, so that's really great. He has some real nice um, top-shelf pre-rolls. All right, his blueberry, his salted blueberry, right? Right. And, well, I guess it's not going by salted blueberry here, is it? It's... The hippies um, Reserve? The Hippies Reserve, yeah. And then there's the tape... And then there's the Santa Cruz Cut. I believe those are his straight. Oh, yeah, Alien Isolation. Mm. Alien Cream? I think it's a spinoff of Alien Cream. I'm not sure if it's... He was growing Alien Cream earlier. Yeah. uh, That was one of my favorites. Right. Stand out for me. I've I've had it from other growers and it's... Looked different. It was a really nice bud. Yeah, that one's a good consistent if you're like unsure of what you see in the case. That's a good one, you know, especially if you like diesel, you know. It's good to see you guys are supporting those uh, smaller cultivators, mm-hmm. helping those guys out. I know. Not even necessarily helping them because they're growing quality weed. Oh, they are. Speaking it's of just in smaller batches. Yeah, speaking of quality small batches, like I can't wait for Green Dreams to put out some more Bubba Gum Kush. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I know. I love that one. We haven't had it for a little bit, but... When's it? Do you know when it's coming back? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to hit them up and see. Rhino Cookies was most recent, right? No. I think they had their strawberry one. Oh, it's White Strawberry Cough. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think that was their last one. And I heard they're getting ready to put out some Mac, and their Mac is excellent also. All right. It disappears yeah. fast here, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. The, whether um, you post about it or whether you're... Our staff, it. you know, is all about it, and, and lots of people... You know, on the network, when they hear about it, they're just, they want that Mac. Mm-hmm. Do you hold anything back for anybody? If people call and ask us to hold something for them, absolutely we will. And if you know who they are. Yeah, for sure. 
Tell us before we go on this this first uh, welcoming Alaskan Balloons to the show. Tell us about your loyalty program. The loyalty program is amazing. You you don't have to give away any personal identity. You can come in with an alias. You can yeah, give them I'm, your phone number. I'm there mid token. Yep. And so some people get weirded out about the loyalty programs because they don't want to give up that much personal information right. if it's affiliated with cannabis. And it doesn't but, matter at all anyway. Right. But you know, you're so, already showing your ID to buy the herb. Right. So um, you earn points based off of the amount that you spend in the store, um, based off your purchases. And then you can redeem the points towards in-house flour. And yeah, you can just save it up, you know, and and turn it in when you when you need to, you know. No, that's that's how I've used it. I've used it when I'm like, oh, I'm a couple of dollars short. How many points do I have? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're good. It's covered. Yep. Yep. A lot of people love it. And then Kelsey's been doing this thing. She's our retail manager where um, I think it's Sunday. Then it's you get even more points. Mm, yeah. I, know about I think that. instead of two for every hundred, you might get five or at least it's at least double. So that's really cool. Like a lot of people have been coming in and taking advantage of that extra little incentive on Sundays. All right. Might as well. Yeah. I mean, if you can take advantage of everywhere you can. Yep. Double points on Sunday. I know that she's also cooking up a deal for an ounce special on the Silver OG. Mm. Yeah, and that's like top shelf, above 20%, beautiful weed. And when we have an ounce deal, we're talking about a $200 ounce or a $100 half ounce. So it's a good deal for some good bud. So I love it. Nice. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to spark up as we turn this off? Hmm. I think we have no choice but to go for what's in my goodie bag. And... I think we have a choice. Yep, we have a choice between two beautiful Alaskan Blooms flowers. Snow Monster or Gorilla Glue 4 by Sunset Sherbert. By Sunset Sherbert? It's crossed with it. That's the name of the string. It says GG4XSSS. And the SSS means Sunset Sherbert. Let's try it. Okay. Alaskan Blooms Retail. We got this. We got this. Put in front of it. Yeah, I can. I barely hear it because my ears ring almost that same tone. I am uh, super sensitive here. Right. Well, just because I—that's what I do. Like hearing sound. See, that's my problem. I just got tinnitus so bad that that's just another fucking ring going on. My ring's a little higher pitched than that. That's why I can hear it. But it's that loud. I used to hate coming into a room. One of the baseboards baseboard heaters when they would turn on they would get this high pitched whistle and no one could hear it except me apparently and they were just like oh, you don't hear that I had people trying to fix it coming in I don't hear anything yeah that's because it's one of those noises you only hear when you're younger normally oh just the jury they got oh, a right. bunch of they got shit for your phone dude where your kid's phone will ring and you won't hear it and they will because there's pitches that you lose by the time you're about 30 years old that they can still hear that you can't. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Man. I've seen it on the computer, a video, where you, nope. you play it, and if you're a certain age, you'll hear it. If not, I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's just your Hearing expansion. Loss. Hearing loss. You start losing the certain ranges, higher frequencies, probably from all the noise, loud noises and shit. That's what mine is. Mine's all my tinnitus, I'm sure, is from concerts. Because I remember fucking yeah, one day to loud music in the car, huh? Yep. You know, I remember one the day it happened. I remember my one ear fucking about halfway through the day started ringing. 
I drove me nuts, man. One ear is driving me nuts. And I went to bed and woke up the next day, and neither ears were ringing or nothing. And it went like two hours, and this ear started ringing, and about ten minutes later, this ear started ringing, and they've never stopped. From which concert was it? I don't know. It would have probably been Metallica, probably. With who? Who were they with? It was just them. My brother saw them with Guns N' Roses. I've seen them twice. I've never seen them. I was just right. I never was into Metallica. I think it was at the end of my... They were right before I started really getting into music. I was into 80s music. Duran Duran and you know that whole <laughs> the, all the synthesizers dude I didn't like Metallic when I first heard them only reason that I started liking them is because my roommate had a killer stereo system and he was a Metallica person and he'd sit there and he'd play like Masters of Puppets uh-huh. which it, it was different what I started liking about it was the fact they could sit there and play those rhythms just nice and mellow and just perfectly the same. And then wah, 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 right into the jam that still sounded good and played exactly the same each time, the riffs and shit. Where most of the heavier metal just was fucking noise. Yeah, and it, the, the voice wasn't there either. Yes, and for me, after hearing them over and over and over, I started liking a couple of their songs and then you know, later on, hey, that's a pretty good song too. And there's a lot of metallic I don't like. I don't think I, I don't got like into Black. Kill them all. I don't like that fucking album. Uh, Ride the Lightning. I like about half that album, and I mean, I really like about half that album. Masters of Puppets. I pretty much like the whole fucking album now. And Justice. I like about half that album. Black. I like a few songs. Everything after that is like one or two songs, and that's it. I don't really Lars, care Metallica. He just killed it for me when yeah. he just started complaining about people stealing his music. Yeah. Artists. What do you need to have all your... Yeah, Napster, he went against people hard. I know he did. I don't get that. But. He's against something. He came out against people recording digital music now, too, mm-hmm. for some reason. Stupid folk. I know. Make all your money. You can't share it. Just You should be happy if you were sharing your music. Right? Yep. I would think. I mean, somebody would just actually listen to your... You just listen to your music, man. I know. Listen to your art. You want to smoke? Yeah. Let's go get a pipe. Okay. And I'll grab my torch while we're down. Oh. Tillamook strawberry or strawberry dock? Well, you said you like strawberry dock better, right? So let's try yeah. that. Or that's your new favorite, so let's try your new favorite. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, God, I just love the smell of it. <laughs> I went back to being 12 right there. Here, smell it. <laughs> 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 like, I, I had that feeling of come smell it, but then like that Warning, warning, he's going to smash you in the face. <laughs> and smashed him out in the face as a teenager. Did you play those stupid games? Oh, game? yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. My favorite one ever that I ever saw was to hear the smell of his blood. What the fuck? You didn't bring my lighter with me? Is this it? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I thought I fucking brought it. Smelling a, a book 
like a textbook, just being like, uh, man, what is that smell? You smell this in my book? And just... <laughs> man, what was that all about? Hurting each other as boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works up. That's for sure. <laughs> to the limit, we to, did enough to the of point it. of injury, right? To the point of almost, you wanted to hurt them. You didn't want to injure them, but you wanted to hurt them. Well, you wanted them to cry and moan and groan. And yes. So you could laugh at them. But you didn't want to bleed. No. Or break anything. Did you play backyard football? Play what? Like backyard football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I better remember. I had to be... It was hard for me to play that because... I played football. So there wasn't really... It wasn't really the same. I fucking kill you. You want to play football? It's not really a game to me. It's, It's serious. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, well, I grew up in a neighborhood of boys. Some of them yeah, played football and some of them didn't. Being my size, uh-huh. if I played backyard football, like I, we kind of, we were, we, was, we got beat up pretty good doing it, but I just, I had to be careful because I'd fucking hurt people. Well, what do you think about that? There's a thought that by adding more pads to you, it's making you actually hit people harder. Well, I guarantee you. So Dude, I, I'm going to tell you, how many times, I don't know, full fucking bore, full speed, just fucking run over somebody? Backyard or regular? No, regular. Because I was super fast, man. I ran a 5240. So I was on special teams and shit for like kickoff. I was always one of the first two people down at the football. Were you always like your safe frame? Yeah, I was thin, but big. And. Oh, yeah, I remember one game, dude. You know, every game there was two hardest hits. There were two hits that got credited for oh, being right. the hardest hits. Where'd you grow up? Well, that was in, that was just in college. You played college ball? Yeah, North Dakota oh. State. So when you, um, what are you saying? Like the news would say the two hard hits? No, it was for the team. You got, you know, like patted on the back for, yeah, you did. Or like your little sticker or whatever? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. And... One game, dude, I got both the hardest hits and I played two plays and I was out of the game because I fucking knocked myself senseless. But the first one, that was we kicked off and I fucking, I was there like a second after the dude caught the ball and I just fucking ran the fuck through him. I just ran the hell through him. He was 10 feet from where he was standing when we made contact. I just ran over him and took him with me. Smaller guy? Much smaller. About the same size. And I, dude, it's a, when it comes to fucking hitting somebody, whoever's moving faster wins. I'm telling you, whoever moves faster wins. Well, it's physics, right? It's it is. Physics. And Especially if someone just catches I the ball. and hammered him. They lost the ball. We recovered it. A couple plays later, we scored, so we kick off again. Because I was defensive tackle and special team, so I never even got a play other than that special team kick. And then we kicked off again. And I ran down and did the same fucking thing. Except they packed him off. They packed him off the field. And I wandered off the field. <laughs> My coach was like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, huh? Did you see stars? Him. Oh, yeah, I was fucking loopy. Did you actually see stars? You Cartoon see a flash stars? of light? Well, I guess you can say there were little fucking weird things sometimes. You see that, but... I've seen stars. Typically, it's... 
Yeah. yeah. Typically, it's it's a flash of light when I hit somebody. It was just like, oh, when you hit, yeah. like the electric. I'm sure it was brains hitting the fucking skull and everything else, man. I'm sure it wasn't great for you. All right. But you figure at that speed, man, the kinetic energy when you hit somebody. And at college level, you're you're men. Yeah, it ain't no playing game. It's fucking real. I mean, we played we played a fucking semi-pro team out of Canada in a fucking competition game, whatever you call it. I don't remember what it was called, but it was our season. Yeah. And, dude, we kicked our fucking ass. Mm-hmm. But I love football, man. For, I was one of those people that I guess I played long enough and being as big as I am I was able to stay I could fucking like I don't know if you know what a trap block is when they like pull their lineman out and they'll fucking hit the dude from the side that was the worst thing you could play with me man because I was so quick I'd do one of two things I'd shoot fucking in and be past the fucking guard or whoever was coming across to hit me and he'd never even fucking be there by the time I'd be past him or if I knew it was coming like if it was pass defense where I wasn't trying to penetrate I'd just stop and I'd be this fucking high on the ground dude I'd be like this waiting for that dude to hit me try to rip me out of that hole and it never got me out of that fucking hole dude <coughs> I got hit one time by that block and they never got me on that fucking move again I was just super quick at reading people's motions I read read their body languages where people are moving it was hard to hide that fucking ball for me man I don't know I wish I had that skill when I was playing. I had, did not have awareness. I was super aware to it. It was awesome. Most people don't have that, I don't think. No, I, I think I would have it now, but I don't have the body for it. Oh, fuck, dude. You fucking hit me one time and you lay there in a puddle. I couldn't imagine trying, I couldn't imagine trying to run. Like, full speed. It's one thing to go jogging somewhere. It's another thing to try to sprint somewhere. I'd probably trip and fall. Well, your body starts moving faster than your brain remembers, and then... Exactly, dude. I remember learning how to run. Fucking... I felt like a fucking moose for like a year. Fuck, I remember, dude. I can go faster, I feel it! And you would for like five or six steps, and then you trip, flip, crash, burn. Like people out doing it. (coughs) (coughs) That, uh... That magic moment of loss of control <laughs> and control, right there, where you you have it and not, is a great feeling as a kid. Yeah, well, you're stumbling, but haven't bit, bit the dirt yet. Yes, and there's Stop. two ways yeah. you can. There's a couple stumbles where you might pull out of it, and there's been some great recoveries, <clears throat> and then there's great wipeouts. Oh, yeah. When did you think about um, playing football? Always? Always. We played, like, backyard football until I was in Grow up watching. And then junior high, they got into that flag shit, which was... Oh, it's cool. Yeah. It taught you how to play football without plowing somebody over. It taught you how to move around people a lot better. You played organized flag football? Yeah. And then... I mean, you'd still hit pretty hard, but we didn't have pads or nothing. There was no shoulder pads or no nothing. It was just flags and fucking shorts and shirts. And school shirts. against school? Yeah. Wow. And then I got out of that and went into actual football as a High freshman. School. And as a freshman, I went on to the varsity team. And 
pretty much played from then on. I actually didn't even play my senior year because I fucking had a teacher fucking make me ineligible because I didn't hand in one assignment. You didn't play your senior year? No. And I still football. got... I still and you got, played college? No, yeah, I still got fucking a free ride scholarship for college. Wow. What he does thought that he do? was going to derail my fucking life by doing that, and he didn't. I still got offers. I got huge offers, dude. I could have fucking played for Notre Dame. I could have played for uh, Gonzaga. I could have played for a bunch of nice colleges. Fucking LSU. Fucking Brigham Young, because I'm Mormon. I had a lot of schools that wanted me. I just wasn't willing to go redshirt for a year for any of them. Fuck you guys. I played for North Dakota State, and I played as much as the starter did. I played half of every game as a freshman. Did you finish there? I never finished, no. What happened? Just started working, getting get rich. Moved to Alaska. Are you looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21 at gmail.com. M-A-T-W-A-D-E-C-2-1 at gmail.com. 907-978-0127. Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Rush. Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017 Alaska's Best Glass Shop, and there's no doubt as to why. High quality American made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm gonna let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're gonna find in Alaska, Head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker. Were you good at, I mean, you, um, were you I good could have been college? professional. I'm you could have been professional? Yeah. Really? I'm glad I'm not, dude. It would have killed me physically. Uh-huh. I know the issues I got now because of it. I got bone spurs on the front and back and top and bottom of every vertebrae in my neck. I was told 20 fucking plus years ago that I need to get them removed because there's a strong possibility that at some point I'll have a stroke because of one of them, because of the way that they're sitting in my neck. Did you know those things when you left? Like, why did you leave football? You stay. That's a pretty bold statement saying you could have played pro. Because I fucking, I'm, I know I could have. I could have done a lot of shit different, dude. I, I fucking trained with Olympic athletes and shit. I was training to be a decathlete. I trained with fucking Who Olympic Who the fuck coaches. am I sitting here with? I don't know. Me? <laughs> what? I could have done a lot of shit different, man. I just chose the life I live. I'm a fucking stoner. I had a lot of different options. I was signed up to be in the fucking Navy, going into military, going in as a nuclear, uh, in the nuclear sub. 
going to school to be a tech for a nuclear tech. And the options that I had with that is if I finished the school in four years, graduated from it, I'd have the option for a re-enlistment for eight more years because it was an eight-year first enlistment. They would have gave me a $100,000 re-enlistment bonus because when I did my ASFABs and all that stupid shit, the army comes in and they do their little test, whatever that fucking mm-hmm. test. When I do that test, when I did that test, they'd take me aside. Because I have, I have spatial reasoning and shit like that that people don't. I can fucking look at ten different things and tell you the one that's not the same size when there's like a quarter of a millimeter difference in the size. I just recognize differences in shapes, stuff like that. Are you like an X-Men? No. I got mental issues, I think, that just... Not issues. Okay, that's not the way to say it, I guess. I don't think like Mental your quirks. average person. Yes. When it comes to memory, I've been through behavioral treatment. So there's like six types of memory that people have. I have a very unique style of memory. I remember still shots and sound. I'll see an image of something and I'll hear the vocalization of what's happening while it's going, but it'll be a still shot, not moving. Most people don't have that. It's like 3% of the population has the type of memory that I have. And with my OCD, I have real mild OCD. So like one of the weird quirks I have, when I walk down a sidewalk, if it has the lines, only if it has the lines, I will sit there and spell my name as I'm walking all M, M, and I'll do it twice. M-M-A-A-R-R-K-K, right? Now, it took me for my whole life, dude, I'm telling you, because of my OCD, I have two B's in Hubbard, so I have to do B four times. And you don't know the struggle that I have to go through that the second time, through the second B, because I'm like repeating B's. Does that make sense? Because I'm doing pairs of every other letter, but all of a sudden, because there's two Bs, there's actually four Bs. So that's a pattern that's breaking my fucking pattern. But I've done that my whole life to kind of break that pattern, if that makes any sense. Yeah. To stop it. Instead of everything being two, 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 then there's four, four, or two, 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 that's a pair of them that makes it four instead of two. So that's. For what, just counting in your brain? When I'm spelling my name out. It's Why hard to explain to somebody out? because I'm fucking got OCD. I'm weird. I'm one of the people that has to turn light switch. I don't do that. But I'm like somebody that people that have bad OCD yeah. can like turn around five times and flip their light on five times before they'll leave it on because that's what they have to do to turn that light on. My OCD is super mild. Certain things have to be a certain way for my brain to be okay with it. Like growing is a perfect example. People try to get me to tell them, how do you do this? Show me, Tell me how you trim up your plants. I'll show you how I trim them up. And I can't tell you how I do it because there's no telling how to do it. I do this and I picture what I'm going to see at the end. So I just start, I'll go in, dude, and I'll just start chopping shit, chop, chop, chop. And they're like, oh my God, you're just annihilating that plant. But when I'm done, they see this fucking plant that, looks like it looks it doesn't look like it was all chopped up and it looks healthy and then when you see that plant grow from there i know what i'm picturing it's hard to explain that to somebody it's like an image that has to be right is it is and i can't i can't fucking do 
sculpting or mold or anything like that. I, I don't know how to, I can't picture it right. But I can picture, because I've done it so long, I think, I can just picture what it's what I'm going to get when I'm done. I know what I need to take off. I know how much I need to take off. I know when I need to do it. Hard for me to tell you that. Because I've done so much of it by myself, in silence, and just done it and learned it without being told how to do it. I don't know how to tell you how to do it. I can show you how I do it. Every plant's fucking different. So how can I tell you how to do it? And you're just reacting based on old on, brain um, patterns that have been... What my mind sees. And that's part of my OCD, I believe. That's part of that. Having to see the pattern, so to speak. Making it have to be that way. It has to, it has to fit what I think is right in my brain in order for it to make me happy. I don't know. It's, it's, it makes me sound like a psycho or something. I don't tell no. a lot of people about it. Because not many people listen to me anyway. So you'll maybe I, mean, I don't think I'm a weirdo or nothing. I just <laughs> I haven't had to count my, and spell my name in a long time, but through my whole fucking teens and shit, I did. Walking and I finally have on come, a sidewalk. Yes, doing that extra pair of bees has gotten it to where I don't have to do that now. Because it breaks that pattern, and that pattern is what I have to always have to make my mind feel right. And when I break that pattern, it does one of two things. It makes me feel all fucked up, or it makes me not want to do it. And I've been doing it through my whole life, where I separate myself from wanting to do those stupid fucking things, and I just don't do them now, really. Do you feel like you want to do them? Once in a while, maybe. Do you? No. I, I won't let myself. Is it like sucking your thumb, I wonder? Kind of. Maybe. I don't want to do it and start doing it. It's like math. I kind of have weird shit with math, too, where I can figure out pretty complex math pretty quick in my head. Yeah, where it just happens. Yeah. And yeah, I have that, too. Like, if you say, I wonder what, it's just an example, like, I wonder what, like, 12% of 18,430 be, you know, and I'm not going to do it because, dude, when I start doing that, I fucking do it and I hate it. But I'll give you a fucking, pretty fucking close pop of what it's going to be, just, and I, I don't like figuring shit like that because it gives me headaches. Well, yeah, your brain just turns when I start doing it. When I start thinking math, God, I had to stop that shit, dude, because, like, being a cashier, bringing people's shit up. I'll ring it up right along with the fucking cash register and shit. I hate it. That I just had to stop from doing that shit because it fucking shorts your brain out. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Seeing numbers. Yeah, and I just I hate that. I'm saying that. I have a very weird... It's not weird. It's super fucking rare. When I get tired, and this is all part of my brain being wired weird, when I get tired, like at the end of a fucking exhausting day... When I'm sitting there and awake, but I could easily go to sleep. Sounds like this. A solid, like a glass being set down on a counter. A cupboard being closed hard. That sound makes me see fucking sound. I see fucking shapes from that sound. And I thought I was just weird at first, but I realized that there's actually a, yeah, there's actually a thing that people see sounds. And depending on the tone of it, depending on how loud it is, will depend on if it's pink or shades of blues. It'll depends on the shapes because it's like a 
flash of a bunch of different shapes, like lines sometimes, like it'll be a whole bunch of triangles. There will be a whole bunch of lines going different directions that all fit completely together. It just depends on the noise as to what I see. It's kind of weird. Different kind of vision. It's. I think it's just some kind of short circuit in my nerves or something. It just. It's like almost being flinching, but seeing it instead of flinching. I don't know. That's just because it's almost like the same kind of wrong. reaction. It's like a. <laughs> Oh, I should react, but not quite react. I don't know how to explain it, but it's really close to making you, like, something startles you. Daily? But it, oh, yeah. Anytime I'm tired. It doesn't happen during the normal day. I have to be exhausted. Like, if I go to the end of the day every day. Start seeing sounds. It's not drastic or nothing. It'll only happen a few times. But it's got to be a sound like someone setting a cup down hard or glass down. Or closing a cabinet where the door clanks shut. Almost That's like the kind that, of noise. Um, it's a like solid cartoon noise. style. Like when you see like the kind of I suppose, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And that's been your whole life. That oh, yeah. I thought it was normal. You know, it's all those things well, that you just think it's normal because it always happens. So you just think that's what everybody sees or notices. And all right. Once you get a little older and start, you know, say that to somebody, they look at you like, what? You see sounds? Hard to explain. It's not Do like I then, see sounds. I just see something when I hear certain sounds. If that makes any sense, and it's always the similar images. They can be a bunch of different shapes, but it's always shades of pink or shades of blue, like cobalt blues, light blues. It's, is there a difference between? Is one more accepting accepting than the other? I don't know what the difference is. I haven't figured out why sometimes it's blue, why sometimes it's pink. I don't know. Is it coming from male or female? No. I, I just, the same noise is normally doing it. It's just, for some reason, it'll be a different color. Maybe it's the intensity of the noise. Maybe it's the intensity that I react to it. I don't know what really does it. It's weird. What other superpowers you have? None. I read people pretty well. <laughs> Which is part of my... I think it's part of my uh, special reasoning that I have. I oh. recognize seeing into maybe a fourth changes. dimension. I, I recognize changes in people's demeanor super quick. If I know somebody, I know what to expect from their demeanor. And man, I'm telling you, if, if they get quirky on anything, I recognize it that quick. Just my codependency, maybe. When you recognize the emotional states, I recognize, I feel the emotions. It is, when you don't feel normal to me, I recognize that. And it makes me feel that way. And it took me forever to recognize the fact that I am sensing what I'm feeling from someone else. That it's not your emotion. Yeah. I hate codependency. I can't be around people that are bipolar. I can't be around drunks, really. What's codependency mean? I sense people's emotions. If you were to be mad, I'd feel anger. Mm -hmm. I'd get upset. If you were in here happy, I would be more jubilant. If all of a sudden you get scared, I'll feel anxiety a little bit. I don't know how to explain it. It's just you people make your codependency. Before. People make codependencies. You got to be around people. That's furthest thing from the truth. I don't care about being around people. I'm pretty antisocial. Other than my friends. 
Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes this summer or about this trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Apothecary CBD Superstore located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located downtown Fairbanks provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456 Hemp. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. Well, I've been trying to get more social as I go, but it's hard. Well, you're around a lot more people now, aren't you? Way more. And it's helped. It's been like the last 10 years I've been working on that. Like when I started, when I worked over at store and shit, being in front of people all the time made me deal with that. And it made me get better with normal people, but worse with people that are drunk. I got zero tolerance to being around obnoxiously sloppy drunk people. I hear that from a lot of big people. Get tired of it. You used to drink? Mm-hmm. I quit drinking because I got tired of being around drunks. I got tired around being around people that get nasty when they drink. I get tired around being around people that are sloppy drunk that are going to tell you the same thing five times. <laughs> I just get tired of that. I got, I guess I just had better things to do. So I just really kind of quit drinking. I mean, I didn't quit, quit, but I drink so little now that, like the other night, I drank two. Two slurps off my off Mary's margarita, and I cut a little buzz off it. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, it's good. It's a cheaper high than ever. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm a smoker, man. That's that's me. I smoke. I remember way back in the day, back in the '80s. I remember coming to the realization of a couple of things. One was I had to. Smoke before I drank, or I could get sick. You get the spins when you get super drunk after, you, and then smoke. 
Oh, like if you've been out drinking, yeah, and, and then you come home, get high, puke your guts out. So they, that ain't happening. And you definitely don't. You do not drink as much if you're already been smoking. Exactly. And I don't like to eat when I smoke or when I drink. So it kind of just leaned towards. And on top of it, I smoke cigarettes. And I kind of was getting to the point where it was like, you know, this is too much smoke entering my body because I'm smoking a quarter ounce of weed a day and I'm smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and something's got to give. So I just decided I'm done smoking. I, I get more benefit from smoking marijuana than I do from smoking cigarettes. I don't get that calmness from smoking cigarettes. I get that calmness from smoking weed. You think a lot of people, I know people are giving up alcohol for cannabis now. Do you think a lot more people are giving up um, tobacco also for cannabis? I hope so. I don't, I don't know many smokers. I'm not, I'm not sure that it's for smoking. I don't think that it's really any better for you. It might be a little better for you. Maybe some less cancer causing shit, but it's all the other ailments like emphysema and bronchitis and shit that you're still going to get it from smoking weed. That's where in my life I've actually gotten to where I do like the fecal and I do more edibles and stuff now than really? ever. Because yeah. I'm trying to get to where I smoke less and less. And I've probably gotten to where I smoke <laughs> on a normal day. I might smoke an eighth a day now. Which eighth is, a day. Which is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about. Um, that's good because you're smoking more than me. So it's I'm normal. happy. I, I'm happy I fit on the continuum somewhere in the middle. Because I, I think of, I hear numbers of people being able to get use an eighth for a month, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my lord! Then I'm like, I could I, only imagine. That's like a little micro bomb hit when you want to get high. I could easily see an eighth a day. I mean, that's smoking a lot. I mean, just kind of steady. A gram, I well, have to a gram a day. The joints that I smoke are. Yeah. I'm and not then, lying. It might be more than an eighth, but I average probably an eighth a day because there's days I only smoke gravel weed. Just so busy? Just too much shit going on, not time. I'll hit a few hits of dabs and I'll be high for a longer period of time, so I won't. Or so I'll eat edibles if I eat an edible. That's kind of my point with eating the edibles is I can eat, you know, when I hit like I want to hit like 500 milligrams and I start to actually catch a buzz off it. I like the fact that I'll find myself with a bowl of weed in my hand for like two or three hours and I'll only hit it once in a great while and I think that's just out of the habit of smoking so much. And that's what yes. I'm trying to get to. I want to get to that. It's hard to find that comfortable high because the consistency of edibles sucks. Are you... Are you um so where are you getting your animals? Make them? Make them. So then get a just few people. But consistency, just being on, not being on. Most of them are enough to catch me a buzz. I mean, I used to, I'd go to work and I'd eat like a 250 milligram brownie on my way to work. And then two hours later, eat another one. And then at lunch, eat another one. And... They'd never know. And I was working as a mechanic. Mm. They were quite happy with what I did. Because I was extremely thorough. <laughs> I don't know. I think Your OCD? My OCD, I hyper-focus on shit. When I'm actually doing something, I hyper-focus on it. That's what I like. I 
put the blinders on and I don't give a shit what's going on around me because this is what's happening. How I, I kind of learned that being in a family of eight kids. If you want to, if you want to read a book or you want to do anything, there's so much ruckus going on around you. You either learn to block it out or you go insane because the noise never stops. That's, a, that's my house. And then I do, I sleep through kids playing. Just snooze. Gets quiet. I see that in one of my When kids. it gets quiet, it wakes me up. Because they're up to something. <laughs> Standard. Or it's just too quiet because I'm used to noise. <laughs> Not to mention forever I've had lights and fans and shit in my house always running. Oh, right. If something's not going, what stops? Oh, when the power out? goes out, dude, it wakes me up. I wake up in the middle of the night because the power goes out because all of a sudden it's fucking quiet in my house. You're so tuned into hearing that buzz. I'm a... Dude, I'm a sound sleeper, but I'm a super light sleeper. As long as it's normal noise, I'll sleep through all the noise in the world. But when it's an out-of-the-ordinary noise, like someone trying to sneak past me, that'll wake me right up. If you walk <laughs> past me, I'll sleep through it. You sneak past me, and I'm going to be looking at you like, what are you doing? The intention, huh? Yeah, it's, bizarre, it's bizarre, man. I've always been that way. It's been nice. Yeah, you got a bunch of dogs. So how's that work? Just with them, I guess. You, I don't, you sleep right through them. Yeah. Getting up and moving around. Unless they start, like, gagging or something, then that wakes me up. <laughs> Any, like I said, an out of ordinary noise will wake me right up. Baby, you got time on rings Settling down on your mind I gotta tell you something right now, honey I ain't got that kind of time I'm curious about your... Separation from football. How, how you played one year freshman? When did? Why did you decide to stop? Or what stopped it for you? Why I left football? Did you decide? Yeah, I came up here. That's I it. I came to Alaska, dude. My dad was living in Anchorage, and he's like, "You should come up here. I can get you a job on the Alaska Railroad." So I was like, "I'm on my way," and I left. Went up there. I was there two weeks. I got a job, not at the Alaska Railroad, because you don't just walk in and get a job there, even though my dad had worked there for a long time. It took a month. So needless to say, before that month came up, when it was time to go apply, I had already started smoking. <laughs> so I was fucked out of that job. I'm confused. Because our last the last time you came on, I thought you came up here for other reasons. I left like different Montana. times. Oh, I came up here twice. Okay, I, so we didn't even cover the first time I came up here. The first time I came up was out of school, from school. I came up to Anchorage. I lived in Anchorage for from into eighty. This wasn't when you first came up. It wasn't like I'm staying. It was just a break from school, or Jerry well, drop out of school. I was gonna stay. Had you dropped out of school, you're done. Yeah, Why? I did. Just. What happened? I don't know, dude. I just... Did you fail? Did no, you, I just... It's, you just didn't do it. Living the life, man. I was just... I enjoyed football, but I was just getting tired of, of doing it, I guess. I can see that. 
I and if you're on a road, had a chance to come up here and make it. Make a good job, make a good living. I mean, they paid good money on the railroad, so I came up here to do that and got a different job while I was waiting and ran into somebody that I knew from back in Montana that his mom ran this fucking place that I had gotten a job at, and that's why I got the job, because he saw my name and where I was from, and he's like, hey, I know him. In Anchorage. Yeah, and so I got that job, and needless to say, that night, we got high. <laughs> Two weeks later, when my dad comes home and says, hey, you need to go down and do your interview, it didn't happen because I wasn't going to waste their time. So then I stayed here, and my dad left state because he retired. And he left state in, like, I don't know. He left in, like, 91, so. Did you come up here when you were, like, 19, 20? Yeah, I came out right out of college. I was... Because when I went into college, I was only 18. Right. Just standard. I was 12th grade. I just turned 18 because I was advanced to in school. Oh, shit. They advanced me in second grade. So you just saw into the future of football and said, that ain't kind of life for me. It ain't the kind of life for you. It was, but I was just tired of all the telling me what I had to fucking do, telling me I have to go fucking work out and shit after fucking practice, telling me I got to go lift weights. Motherfucker, I grew up on a farm. I don't need to lift no motherfucking weights. I'll pick you up over my head and throw you <laughs> somewhere if you want right now. You know, I just, I don't, I didn't want to have to do that. I just thought it was stupid. And I understand why they wanted me to do it. I just had better things to do. I was going to make money. Went to Alaska, got high instead, still made good money. Got right into fucking growing. Kind of half-assed, but growing, you know, for myself, because I could. And then towards the end of that is, in that stint is where I was out in Wasilla doing my thing and doing our aeroponics and stuff. Then when I left there, I went back to Montana for two years, got busted down there for growing, and that's when I spent another like year there on probation and then came here in 91, into 91, and I've been here since. That was a good recap. And basically, short of, I don't know, I'd say maybe three years in the last fucking 30 I haven't grown truly something I mean granted a lot of that time was just half fast because you weren't allowed to because something happened as long as I've been in Alaska I've grown I really haven't short of like I said like I was on probation there for that little bit but the last six months I was growing somewhere else in somebody's place trying to think where I believe it's in San Francisco no 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 it's in Portland in Oregon, where they're giving discounts to people with prior convictions for cannabis, right on. discounts on their licenses. Awesome. Like when they apply for a license. To get That's a how it control. should be. Yeah, I know. Because truly, cool. those are the people you want off the, out of the black markets, the people that were successful. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time and know how to do it. I mean, I'm truly, as far as I'm concerned, I see quite a few successful transitions in our market. 
you know, I recognize quite a few people that are in the market right now that weren't, that were in black market to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see the transition. Well, it's silly to think really that they wouldn't have been. I mean, there well, aren't some that... It's weren't. really surprising to see how many people stayed there. Oh, just never... Um, Not wanting to... Made that jump. They get paranoid, like, I don't want to sign my name on anything that says what I'm doing or stupid shit like that. We just like can't follow marijuana card. Yeah. It's just rules that you got to follow to get into it. And it, granted, now that I've been in it a while, I really look at whether or not I want to start a cultivation or not. I mean, I still probably will at some point. Really? But it's, there's a lot of headache that goes on with being the owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not ready to be involved in that headache. It's easier to let somebody else have that headache and me to enjoy growing. Right. you giving your best. Because right now I enjoy what I do. So, you know, if all of a sudden I'm stressed out over taxes and fucking who's buying my weed at dirt prices and blah, 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 then all of a sudden I ain't having as much fun. Right. You're not involved in that part. You're just making sure the product's coming out. And that's why I told them here, you know, I'll take over and I'll tell you what I do and give people ideas on what to do and shit like that. But I'm not the one disciplining anybody because when I have, I'm old school, dude. I just assume tell you what a worthless piece of shit you are the wrong way and not do it the right way. And I've learned that. So therefore I try to keep myself out of that position and it's worked real good. Because as long as I don't, if I'm not getting mad, because if I'm responsible to tell you what you're doing wrong and all that and to correct it, it's going to get annoying at some point. If it's a time after time kind of shit, it don't take long to annoy me. Therefore, that's the reactions you'll get. Right. So, if someone doesn't know how to do something, well, it's not fine that, to tell not them. That it's one no, I know. If it's it's that when they just don't do it or continuous. whatever. Continuous. You know. Yes, exactly. If you have one, to One time's it. fine. The second yes. time's annoying. The third time, look out because you're going to fucking hear me this time. Come on. If me being civilized isn't working, me being annoyed isn't working, here comes me being pissed. You're going to fucking hear it. So where... And I know that doesn't work. I mean, I understand that. And that's why, like I said, I've tried to be more social in my life, tried to be more of a better person towards people. Because I know I scare the shit out of some people sometimes if they don't know me. Catch me in the wrong mood. I've watched people go, just cringe for me. The looks on my face and, and my size, I guess. You know, I don't think about that shit because I come from a huge family. Yeah, you, well, you're big. I think we had a conversation before about, I am happy we have never... I've never seen your angry, your angriness like that. I don't get angry very often. <laughs> well, I, I, I've heard a story of, of you being angry. Frank told me a story one time, and we've talked about this one. You out in the front yard with Mary and one of Frank's friends over at his place. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> you point that out. And uh, so I, I heard that story, and I've never seen you that way. And it gets back to your, I guess, that codependent. I'm never... It's Star Wars, isn't it? It's we're going down into the pit. You're giving what someone brings in. Yep. I, and I'm I've never come into your world anything I don't except want to get excited mad at and just probably maybe it. a little bit amped up. I'm a pretty easygoing person, man, until you come at me sideways. You come at me sideways, you're gonna see fucking you're gonna see the real me. I'm not worried about, I'm not scared to fucking 
I don't want to ever have to throw down with someone, but I guarantee it, it comes down to it, you're going to fucking see what your eyeball feels like outside your head or something, because I ain't playing no fucking games no more. I'm too old. I'm too injured. Oh. And I know what's up. I just don't want to be that way. Right, you're not going to take uh, I don't five try minutes to dancing around. People. That's not what I. That's not what I want in life. I don't want but you to. must. You have to feel that. Oh, I do. That's I mean, why I recognize it when I scare somebody. I, I recognize it because I, I feel that from it. It kind of checks me sometimes. I I, I haven't felt that by many people. Because it depends who it is. If it was just a normal person standing there, a normal guy, I don't give a shit how it fucking affects them. But I've watched kids. I've watched women. Just obviously, I'm going to assume that they've had some issues in their life. And when they see someone like me, and I'm not saying I'm an abusive person or nothing like that. Just, I'm just tall and big and... I can scare the fucking shit out of you. And that's, you know, that's the life that I lived. I mean, I didn't play around with pussy flips, man. I mean, that life is that life. People we dealt with were... I was lucky, I guess, because I was always some little tiny grower and shit, for the most part, doing my thing. But people I dealt with weren't necessarily little people. Did you get into any uh, touchy situations? Oh, hell yeah. Hell was fucked into the, uh, yeah. Yeah. I won't go too far into detail, but I've, I'm going to tell you, I've, I learned, I learned from somebody else's experience why you don't steal shit. Mm-hmm. And an yeah. example was made, I guarantee it. Point taken. Were you so, friends with the person that stole? No, I knew who he was, but not really. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, I can't imagine like being around somebody and your friend gets it and you're just like, oh shit. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. You know, you play the game, you better be ready to play the price. You know, it's like you get busted. That's part of that game. You fucking you want to rip somebody off, you better be ready for the game, because it's on. I don't know, it's changed a little bit now. A lot of people are pussies, I guess, now. It ain't the same world we lived in. More regulated world now, is that what you're saying? Yeah, nowadays it's a bunch of people that talk smack and fucking don't have a clue. It baffles me, dude, how many fucking younger kids will get smart mouth with me and just think that they're really fortunate that I'm being a better person because I would just as soon push their fucking teeth through the back of their fucking throat and listen to one more fucking blabble come out of their lips. Are you talking like at a, in a work environment or in a, just out places? How smart mouth they can get with you. Like, I had this guy one time. I'm driving this old truck, six-cylinder. You know, it's a slow truck. It ain't nothing fast about it. And I wasn't willing to go rip it in front of people to turn the corner. So I wait for these two cars to go, go around the corner. This is right in front of the courthouse. I mean, right next to the building. And this guy's behind me, and he starts laying in his horn, fucking cussing and swearing and shit. And, dude, I'm one of them people that I just ignore you until I quit ignoring you. And when you get my attention, here it comes. And I fucking skid to a stop, get the fuck out of my truck. And this kid, 
probably about 20 years old, starts realizing what's coming at him. And he's fumbling, trying to lock his fucking door. <laughs> and I'm looking at him through the window going, you really think that fucking piece of glass is going to keep me out, right? And then he thinks, oh, you're right in front of the courthouse. You're not going to touch me. So he starts getting smart mouse with me. Just have no clue, dude. They have no clue the world that they live in anymore. How it's changed. I mean, Did you do anything? No. Scared the shit out of them. That is the thing. People don't understand a lot of times who they're talking to. What you don't. You don't know. What? That motherfucker could have a gun in his pocket and going to shoot you in the fucking head. You could be the fifth person he's killed. You don't fucking know. No. People God, your fucking mouth, mouth, dude. That's the thing. People just got a mouth that they just need to learn to shut their fucking mouth. Give people a basic level of respect and keep your fucking mouth shut. You start getting mouthy with people. Do you think this is a standard that all older guys talk about the younger generation? Probably to a degree. I know in my day and age, if you got mouthy with somebody, you better be ready to fucking throw down. Yeah. Because if you get smart ass with somebody or mouthy, they're going to take offense to it. And offense meant fucking you're duking it or something. <laughs> yes. It was, I, mean, it was I don't know how many, how many fights I've watched, been in. When you're all done, you're friends. But I'm telling you, it's a 20 fucking minute battle out there in the fucking dirt. Because you and said jive turkey or something. Sweet as porn saved my life and numb. Oh, okay. Great. Here we go. Hey, come on. Fuck you guys. Let me get my violin. Sweet as porn was the only thing that kept my mind off Charlie when I was in the shit. Is the shit in Ann Arbor? Because that's where you were during the war. He really believes it. You were never in numb. Nope. Jive turkey. He did not. He, uh, called you cocksucker. Yeah. Right? Right, Cornelius? Yeah, yeah. I just called you cocksucker. I'm pretty sure that you called me a jive turkey. No, no. Now, Lou, nobody called anyone a JT. Jive turkey is a little over the line, my man. Look, we were all here. We all heard what was said, and we're in agreement. Cornelius said cocksucker. (laughs) Right? He just said you suck cock. That's all he (laughs) said about you. Now, come on. Dig into that fondue. You... Little cocksucker. <laughs> we like playing games, don't we? We do. We're playing one right now. I'm going to show you guys this game that I learned when I was in fucking. Oh, no, no, no. Who's the jive turkey now? Just because you fucking called him a son of a bitch or something. Right. That's all it took. You called my mom what? That's all it took, man. Things have changed. Well, what's now? Now you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can be a douche and be just fine. Nobody's going to back it up. I just hope nobody ever really flips my switch again. Because I think about it now, you know. Back in the day, it was one thing to punch somebody in the fucking nose. Nowadays, half the world's going to call the cops on you. Because that's the life that I lived, you know. We lived in a life where the people that I dealt with wouldn't call the cops. Yeah, you've realized you said something stupid. When it was fucking shit went down, it went down, and fucking that was it. It got dealt with. Nowadays, fucking every bitch will call a cop. I don't care who the fuck they are. Lay on the floor for a while screaming, saying I'm calling the police. So you. So that's part of the change, where I'm glad that I've 
going into the legal world and shit. Safer? Yeah, I just don't have to be what I was. I don't know if it's safer. Yeah, definitely safer. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose. Nothing's changed. I'm not a smart-ass to people, so I'm not worried about it. All right, I guess guess individual interactions are, are the same, right? I mean, but you're not showing up with pounds of weed and guns and I'm kind of disappointed in the fact that a lot of the people that have ventured into the legal market have gone so fucking cutthroat. Like become too businessy? Yeah. Like, what happened to the comrade? Forgot what we started for. I mean, exactly. We're all in this together, man. You can make your business better just like I can make my business better by cooperating. We can set this standard where just like our business is doing, man, our boss pays better prices to some people than what they're getting anywhere else just because of what they have. Just because, I don't know, I don't want to go too much into that, but it's really, it's nice to see that the people I work for, as he puts it, he's got this pie sitting in front of him. All he wants is his piece. He's got a whole rest of a pie that he can share with the people around him. Right. And... I am very fortunate to be here. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, coming on as sponsors of the show, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Alaskan Blues. The Talk quality, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I listen to a lot of these. A lot of people, they're true to a degree, like the craft growers. Oh, craft growers are all this. I'm going to tell you right now, dude. You can take anything I'm growing in my filled facility and match it up with your fucking craft growing shit, and it ain't no worse. Guarantee it. It's just it's a it's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And and I know some and of these craft why, growers, and that's why, dude, I haven't. They're limited cultivations, right? They do a great job. Don't take me wrong. There are some great jobs being done out there on people, but it's the owners when you're focusing on two or three or four strains. That ain't tough, dude. You better be able to fucking zero them in mm-hmm. when you're dealing with ninety plus strains, and you're growing them all together, and you're zeroing them in. Give me a break. You guys are growing 90 strains? At least. We've got more than that, probably. I know we have 90 active mothers, at least. Everything. We're just... The quality of the strains that we have, it's like, you know, a few people have like one or two or three or four strains at the most that they're known for. Like Snowcapped. Well, they got Bowser. They got fucking Mac. They got a couple of crossbreeds now mm-hmm. that they're starting. What else do they got? Nothing. Jesus Christ, dude, I can name off 30 fucking strains that are fucking amazing strains that we're running. And I'm talking, those are the amazing ones that I like. And there's a lot of other great shit there. I really tell you that strawberry dock that's some fire ass shit I like yeah, it yeah that's a wee that's, my pipe is all it's all rezzed out yeah. I noticed that I, I mean it, it wasn't um, 
probably was resed a little bit to start with, but it was sort of clean a couple weeks ago, and that really, uh, it's, it's clogged. There's that one. There's always Tillamook strawberry. That's one of my that's coming. I haven't seen that down in the, it's there in the shelves, but it's, it's just new. Today. It's just in bud. There's no joints, just bud. That's what this one is. And uh, the Clem Dock is really a nice looking strain. Our Straw Monster. Clem Dock. Snow Monster, obviously. Strawberry Ghost Hulk is another phenomenal one. Um, our Citrique is a really nice sativa. And all these are testing mid twenties up. Yeah. And for me to say, I'm going to tell you, dude. For me to say that it's a good strain, I'm not just saying it because it's got a high number. I'm saying it because I like the high off that bud. If I don't like the high, you will never hear me say nothing about it. Consultation. Oh no, you're getting a consultation. No, he's asking about something for growing. We get a lot of questions. And that's Just me, in general. I, you know, I'm not like a lot of people. I'm, I'm not guarded with my secrets. I might not tell you everything. Well, you said you can't, because you're telling them something, but it's also wrapped up in all this. It's, right? That's it. You know, what do you miss? What do you forget? What do you? What did you not add into that to say? If this doesn't happen, <laughs> you know, what you were doing it in this degree? <laughs> that's where it's been hard for me to transition to like teach people. Because to teach people, it has to be hands-on. It's not something you're going to learn in a few months. It With truly is. It's going to be, like I said, I've, I've learned more in the last three years than I ever learned in the first 27. And I'm still constantly learning new stuff. Is it because complete, it's complete freedom? You're not being held back by anything. It's you're allowed to do that. It. And we got five rooms. Space. So instead of in your home, you got a crop that you wait two to three months to get done and oh I should have changed this so the next crop two or three months uh -huh. and you did that little change and oh I'm going to change it this way now and then you're 50 so you you know before you long it's a year later and you've changed five things where we have five rooms going all the time we can change shit all the time and change it in every room and keep changing shit so instead of having to wait that two months for each room I've got five rooms in that two months that I can fucking adjust and keep adjusting. It's where I can fine tune something in in a matter of two months instead of six months. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really nice. And that's where it's helped me because everything was such a slow learning experience. You know, like I said, you get five, six crops a year, maybe at home versus we got five crops every two months. Thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Toker.